your nutrition plan was like the secret sauce that I was missing before. I could lose the 50 pounds, but it wasn't a good 50 pounds I was losing. I wasn't fit when I lost that original 50 pounds. Now, I feel I'm really fit. The nutrition is, is the key. I start with a smoothie, peanut butter and spinach smoothie. In the morning, I add some collagen and some greens powder to it as well. And I can't wait for it. It is a fabulous drink. You don't even taste the spinach. That's one thing I never ate before was spinach. I've eaten more spinach in the last five months than my entire life. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Fair warning, you are about to experience an incredibly inspiring episode where you're going to hear a discussion between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, Mark Hastings. And Mark is a man who has had serious adversity in his life. And I'm not even going to spoil what that is, but it's some physical stuff that happened early in his life, as well as a slew of injuries that he had that could have derailed what I would consider a lesser man. It's Mark's desire in his mindset that shines through so powerfully and the reason he's be able to lose so much weight and show up so incredibly strong for his family. So tune in and get ready to be inspired by one of our amazing fit fathers, Mark Hastings. All right, Mark, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, glad to be here. I'm honored. (laughs) Me too. I know this is going to be a really good one. We were chatting a little bit before we hit record, and there's a lot we're going to cover in this episode in terms of overcoming adversity, all the weight you lost, and just how this program's impacted your life on all facets. And to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the guys and ladies who are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and your family. My name is Mark Hastings. I'm 55 years old, turned 55 in May. I joined Fit Father on my birthday, and I live in Grants Pass, Oregon, which is a small town in Southern Oregon, about 60 miles north of the California border. My wife and I have been married, will be married 20 years this December. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, when we met, we she already had three children, so she has two boys and a girl. They were ages 16, 14, and 11 at the time that we met. And so when we married, I not only gained a wife, but I gained an instant family. And other than that, right now, currently, we have guardianship of three grandchildren. Uh, They all live with us. The oldest daughter is in ninth grade this year. She is 14. So I get to go through adolescence again. (laughs) (laughs) She's been with us about 12 years. Uh, my grandson is in seventh grade. He is uh, doing well, went through the pandemic great, and uh, is doing great in school. Uh, my youngest granddaughter is in fourth grade, and the youngest two have lived with us for about seven years. So I have three grandkids this year going to three separate schools with three separate back-to-school nights, jogathon, fundraisers, parent-teacher conferences. And so on. So it's been a busy fall already. Uh, as far as work is concerned, I'm a self-employed computer tech. I've been a computer tech for 31 years. I help individuals and businesses throughout the Rogue Valley with their computer needs uh, since 1991. Wow. I mean, rich life in there. I mean, I'll, I'll comment on the computer thing first because I was a man who works on a computer with his online stuff crazy the kind of progression you must have had from being into computers at 91 to today and let alone all the stuff with your family it's fair to say that you're a pretty busy guy yeah the computer end of it i mean we started out with just dual disc systems that i was helping people with back in 9091 and you know now everything's solid state it's just mind blowing what the technology has done in the last 30 plus years yeah, no doubt about that. All right. So 
because I have the privilege of knowing a little bit of your background story, I'd like to probe you to kind of take us back to some of your early experiences when you're in your 20s and discovering some health challenges. And maybe we can frame things from there because I, in my opinion, I think that's some of the soil that leads to the rest of your story. So please take us back to some of the formative health experiences that you had as a younger man. Sure. When I graduated college, I was just starting this business and just kind of getting my feet wet. We've had some neighborhood men and their boys that were just playing football and so on. And so I'd go and play football at the local elementary school that's only a block or two from the house. Uh, We were having a great time and it was touch football. Um, Sometimes touch doesn't really mean touch. I got hit kind of from the side a little bit and got knocked out. From what they tell me, I had a seizure and was down on the ground for a few minutes. And the parents decided to you know, take me to the hospital and get me checked out. So we went to the hospital and we had a CAT scan, I believe it was. And they said, the doctor was quite blunt and said, you need to have a, an MRI. And if I were you, I'd probably kind of get your life in order. This was in the emergency room. So that kind of stunned me. Back in those days, nothing was fast. It was take an MRI and wait two weeks for the results. So I went ahead and scheduled an MRI. We did that. And then it was about two, maybe two and a half weeks. And I got the results back. Had to go to the neurologist to get them. I walked neurologist's office. And they started quizzing me about how I did in school and if I could do physical things and so on. And I said, yeah, fine. You know, I graduated fifth in a class of 245 in high school. I just graduated college. I've started my own business. Everything's going good. I just got knocked out on the football field. So... He sat down and he said, got right in my face and said, you really need to be written up in some sort of medical journal, maybe. And that kind of stunned me. Well, why would I need that? Well, you have a right side encephalomatic cyst. Okay. What does that mean? He says, well, in layman's terms, that means that You have a cyst in the right side of your brain that takes over the right side of your brain, so you have half a brain. I was stunned for a second, and then I thought to myself, this is great. This is a fantastic excuse for the rest of my life. What am I going to say for the rest of my life? I can't do anything? What do you want from somebody who has half a brain? It was the perfect excuse. So I've kind of ran with that for the last 30 years. Whenever I have an issue, ah, what do you want from someone who has half a brain? It leads into an interesting conversation usually with the people I'm talking to because normally nobody knows about it. It was back in my, you know, 22 I was at the time. So, I mean, wow, you don't hear that often. And I think it's just amazing that you were able to excel at such a level and still today, you know, has it slowed you down in any shape? Like, how did your mindset be shaped from that moment of getting that diagnosis? And you've continued on this career of starting your business 31 years in the game, right? So what's been the ramifications of that, whether it's in your mindset or even just what you can do or capabilities? Well, for my mindset, I I don't think it's really slowed me down. I've just taken it one day at a time. They don't talk about it. None of my doctors really talk about it anymore. It's just something that's in my chart. As far as being able to do anything, I can do most things, but I have a tendency to always have that in the back of my mind. And when my parents were getting older, it really came to the forefront because my mom passed away in 2006 from a stroke. So she had a stroke, could not speak, could not communicate whatsoever and found out that it was a 
carotid artery that seized up and half her brain was gone. And the doctor showed me the results and my father at the time and said, yeah, all this white area, that's where the brain used to be. So that's really driven me since 2006 to look at my health a little bit more and make sure that I'm healthier because with only half a brain, if I have a stroke, well, if it takes out the good half, then what of my left go? So it is in the back of my mind, but it doesn't really concern me on a day-to-day level. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And now I want to ask you, take us to the point in the recent years where you've gotten more serious about your health and, you know, maybe past your mom's stroke, but in the last couple of years, what turned you to looking at for something like Fit Father? How'd you find us? Let's kind of start there. Sure. So when I turned 49, I already had one grandchild that was living with us. And I found that, you know, things were a bit harder. I was overweight. I didn't have the stamina and so on. And I saw this one picture that was in a school activity. It was just a snapshot that somebody had texted me. And I looked at it and thought, that's not me. That cannot be me. And so that really pushed me to look to be fitter, look to be more healthy. And I've got grandkids that I have guardianship over, so I've got to be the best person I can be. So when I turned 49, I decided I would lose 50 pounds and I would join a church. I wasn't a real religious man at the time, but I wanted that background because I have three grandkids that are in my possession because their parents went through drug abuse and so on. So I wanted them to have a religious background or at least be introduced to that. So that they knew there was a Heavenly Father and they could pray to Heavenly Father and help them. He would help them with their problems and they could get beyond anything that they would experience in life. Now, whether that they take that in a in any way and run with it, that's their choice. I'm not going to force it on them, but at least they've been introduced to it. From that point, I went ahead and I started running and jogging around the local track a few blocks from the house. And I found that, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, so I've got to be pretty consistent at it. So I was. I didn't change much in my diet, although I did stop all soda. I was a big soda drinker for 20 years. And I absolutely stopped soda, uh, made a bet with the oldest son, that if he would stop smoking, I would stop soda. And that's what I did. So that helped tremendously, but also just exercising and trying to be the best person I could be. Within a year, I had lost 50 pounds and felt great. Later on, I found out, and this will probably come later on in the story, but I found out that my scale was wrong at the time. So when I bought a new scale in 2020, I was 20 pounds heavier than what I thought I was. Okay. Was a little stunned at the time. And uh, I've worked that off now. So other than that, we've got a, a few issues. I was, I was doing okay. I'd made the commitment. I'd lost the pounds. And then after that, It was a year, so it would have been May of 2017. Shortly after that, I fell down and I broke my wrist. And so that threw me down. I wasn't really interested in working out. And so that summer, I started to gain a little weight. And that was fine. I could work and work out and bring that down some more. And then in 2019, I had a issue where I'd just gained some more weight. I just Things happened, so we gained more. So I'm starting to get up to 240-ish again. After that, I hurt my knee last year in 2021. With COVID, I gained 20 pounds. So 
with hurting my knee, I couldn't walk or I couldn't uh, exercise. The doctor said, just lay off it. It was a torn uh, left knee meniscus. So he just wanted to give it rest. So I did for two months. And then I went back to the doctor and I said, okay, here's the deal. I either need surgery or I need physical therapy, one or the other, because I'm not living like this. So he put me into physical therapy and then I went through eight weeks of physical therapy and he released me and I started walking. And so that would have been June of 2021. In June of 2021, I started walking and trying to get better. I lost uh, down to 220 pounds about uh, by May of this year and was okay with that, but still wanted to lose more. So I started searching online for weight loss for men over 50, and your ad popped up. I started looking at videos. I was really pleased that every video I saw, you came on, you were just so welcoming, so inviting. Hello, friend. I just felt part of the community already. So I decided I would join for 30 days and see what I could do. So on my birthday, I joined of this year. And in four days, I'd lost three pounds and I broke 220. At that point, I said, okay, he's on to something. Let's, let's work this and see what I can do. And in 30 days, I'd lost 12 pounds. And in 60 days, I'd lost another 12 pounds. So at that point, there was the Fit Father uh, special for Father's Day. So I joined as a life member at that point. You couldn't hold me back. This was phenomenal. Um, About a week later, I got COVID. That was in July. And that took me down for three weeks. And all I could really do was walk. So I've walked and walked and walked to the point that now my Fitbit, if I just walk, it kind of laughs at me. And I can't get my heart rate high enough if I walk. So my, my journey hasn't been normal along with my life, but it's fit me and I've made it mold to what I can do. I have currently 184 days straight of 10,000 steps, uh, five miles, and 30 minutes of exercise. It's been consistency, determination, and desire, desire more than anything, uh, to keep that streak alive, and really for this whole program. And I've just been so thankful to you and your support staff. Ben's been wonderful because I've had numerous injuries along the way. And I'd email him and he'd say, oh, yep, don't do that. Try this other exercise. Okay, will do. So I would modify an apex or modify a double trouble and uh, keep at it. And currently, I just finished a jogathon last week with my granddaughter. So I ran 65 laps in the jogathon dressed as Maui from Moana because it was Disney characters for the theme. And, you know, the next day I got up and I went for a five-mile jog again. My pain's gone. I feel great. I'm down, well, last week I was down to my lowest weight yet, 182 pounds from 238. Dang. That's fantastic. And I, I really think that this episode with you in particular is really important for guys to hear because. It's just an example of making things work for you and overcoming challenges. And you mentioned desire being the main uh, the, the main driver for you. And obviously having a whole new set of kids in your house that you need to raise. I'm curious what you wrote down. Did you go through the mission statement formally in phase one? And when, what are the, some of the things you noted down in that? It took me a good week or more after I started to write the mission statement. It was in my little checklist. and I kept looking at it thinking, ah, I don't know, it's a mission statement. What, what's that going to do for me? 
Uh, I did finally write it down. What my mission statement originally said was I was going to lose 10 pounds in the first month and I wanted to be healthy for my wife and grandchildren and that I could be able to stay up with them. Uh, before I couldn't and now uh, they don't want to go on any walks with me because I'll outwalk them all. So it's been good. That's fantastic. I want to turn gears and talk about some of the specifics within nutrition. And I, the, the, your story is certainly the power of walking and how effective of, it's probably the best single best exercise. If I had to pick one exercise for the rest of my life. It would be taking a brisk walk. There's so many benefits and you're a living testament to that. How did your nutrition change on this program? Both what you actually started consuming as a rhythmic routine for yourself, but also maybe some of your thoughts you might've had about nutrition, about what works and some aha moments. Well, your nutrition plan was like the secret sauce that I was missing before. I could lose the 50 pounds, but it wasn't a good 50 pounds I was losing. I wasn't fit when I lost that original 50 pounds. Now, I feel I'm really fit. The nutrition is, is the key. I start with a smoothie, peanut butter and spinach smoothie in the morning. I add some collagen and some greens powder to it as well. And I can't wait for it. It is a fabulous drink. You don't even taste the spinach. That's one thing I never ate before was spinach. I've eaten more spinach in the last five months than my entire life. It's been good. So the smoothie works for you in the morning. And yes. talk to me about some of your hydration habits. Have those changed on the program? Yeah, I used to not drink a bunch of water in the morning. Now I try to get in 16 to 32 ounces of water before I start my day. Uh, if it's the summertime, I was going on runs and walks early in the morning. So I would drink some water and then go on my walk and then drink some more water and have 32 to 48 ounces in by the time I started my day. Now that school started and I've become uh, the grandpa that takes all the kids to school, I'm a Gruber driver, a grandpa Uber driver. So I don't drink as much water. I drink probably 20 ounces in the morning and then throughout the day, I'll drink water all day. But that's really been a key component for losing the weight. I have never drank that much water before in my life, and now I drink over a gallon a day. So, but the spinach as well has been tremendous for the nutrients and the benefits of that. Now, do you work from home mostly, or do you also travel for calls at people's houses? How does your work life work? Well, I am one of the few that actually goes on site. So, wherever the computer is, that's where I'll go. Uh, it makes it a little easier for my job because then I get to see what's really happening. Uh, I did tech support for an ISP I had for five years. And that sort of over the phone was really difficult because you couldn't understand. It was a lot of communication of what language you were talking. And if you weren't talking the same language as the person on the other end, a 15-minute call could turn into a five-hour call. So. I like to go on site. I can find problems almost immediately then if it's something not computer related and fix it and go on. Uh, but I do a lot of driving and going to people's houses and businesses. So I want to ask you on that front, because you do travel, how is your healthy routine shaped up amidst the travel? You have your shake in the morning and you're traveling probably during the day. What does it look like in terms of what you do for lunches and snacks? What's been your kind of go-to nutrition routine? Well, my grandkids start getting out of school around 2 o'clock. So about, I don't know, 2006, when my mom passed away from her stroke, I had a life-changing moment where I was working 12 to 15 hours a day. And when she had her stroke and passed away, I came to the realization that what am I doing with my life? I am working all this time, but I'm not spending it where I should be, which is with my family and, and really putting my efforts into my family. So I cut back on work and I decided when the kids are in school, I will work. 
And when they come out of school, I'm home. So I have about a six hour to eight hour window that I work and I try to squeeze everything in. There are times when I'm outside of that window, but for the majority of time, I'm home when they're home. And two o'clock comes around. That's about the latest I'll have lunch. I'll have a salad and some protein. That's usually my go-to and work from there. So my focus is really on the grandkids and trying to be present in their lives. Yeah. And what a blessing that your presence is for them. You know, there's probably a lot of kids in similar situations in that they have parents that are addicted to drugs that don't have the benefit of having a healthy, loving, present father figure that you are for them. That's really amazing. And I don't want to overlook just the blessing that you give them and how you've integrated this whole life picture together. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that's been my main purpose was to be here for the kids because you know their parents are in their lives but i'm really you know father and grandfather and so i have that dual role and i'm going to do it to the best of my ability so that's what i try to do nice i want to ask you as you're losing this weight particularly from the time when you joined the program in may on your birthday and up until this point now what have been some non-scale victories? You've seen those floating around the NSV, some stuff that's yeah. not just scale weight that's happened. Please share some of those. And you know, I, I imagine you right now in the Moana outfit, like probably an NSV, <laughs> considering you saw that school pamphlet a while back and you're like, that I can't believe that's that's not me. Some NSVs, I'd love for you to speak into those. Well, of course, the the weight loss has created a whole exercise journey that I wasn't sure I was ever going to be on. I was the fat kid growing up. Um, through first grade on up, I was one of the bigger kids. I was always well over 180 pounds, 200 pounds, so on. At this point, 185 pounds this morning. I don't remember being 185 except maybe in 1988 when I was in college. So it's been a a long time since I've been this weight. As far as my exercise, I can now run an entire mile, jog an entire mile. I couldn't walk um, a mile when I began this thing. And now five miles is easy. 10,000 steps is normal in a day. Uh, the jogathon day last week, I ran 40,000 steps for the whole day. Uh, so it was around 16 miles, and I had a Moana, uh, Maui from Moana costume on as well. So, you know, we do what we can do with the kids. Yeah, that sounds really fun. It, it really does. And, and just that level of fitness change is so inspiring to me. Holy crap. I mean, you go from not really being able to do much of a mile now to making like 5K your new normal, 10,000 steps your new normal. It seems like you've really made this like your default mode. Now, I know to make something like this your default mode, it's so much like internal mindset shift. So if you're open to it, I'd love for you to share if you've noticed any different thinking patterns or emotions or just like the internal environment and how that's changed as you've mirrored that in the external. Well, I'm always, I always have been very determined. So that hasn't been an issue. It was really the desire to get fit. Uh, growing up, I, it wasn't my desire. Uh, when I started an ISP back in 1996 with a friend, our little computers that we were connecting to dial up lines at the time was in the corner of a fitness gym. There's some, there's some irony there for sure. There's a full circle. We <laughs> just set it up there. Did I ever go into the gym and work out? No, it just wasn't my desire at the time. So it's very ironic that now fitness is, is what I love. And I'll, I make a, pur it's a purpose to go out and walk and run and go to the gym every single day. Uh, it's not, will I go? It's when I'll go. And there are some nights that I want to keep this streak alive with the 10,000 steps and five miles and so on. There's been a few nights that it's been 10 o'clock at night 
And my wife looks at me and says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I've got 4,000 steps to go. So I'm grabbing my flashlight and I'm jogging down to the gym and back. And she just rolls her eyes and says, okay, we'll see you in a while. <laughs> so that's, that's my new normal. And I love that because it keeps me fit. I, have, I feel better than I have in 35 plus years. So I'm here to stay. I'm a fit, mem- fit father member for life. And I want to be the guy like Chris who posted a while back and said, yeah, it's a three-year anniversary. Okay, I want to be there for three and five and 10 and whatever. So, well, With your determination and the streaks you've already created, I, I have no doubt that that's a very real possibility for you. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Barring more injury. Seems like I've been through a ton of different injuries. So. I'd like to talk about that a little bit because you've had a substantial number of those. Like when an injury happens, what are your, some of your thought patterns and processes of how you go through that? Have there been different stages or patterns that you've noticed when you get injured? And I know you describe different types of injuries, like an injury where you laid off completely with the knee, but maybe some counsel that you can give based on your experience to guys who have had recurrent injuries and how you kind of navigate that landscape. Well, I strained my groin at one point. so. Getting down on the floor, doing an apex 10 and doing the normal things and then having to get down on the floor, that hurt. So I modified that and I could do what I could do. I sent Ben an email and said, okay, so here's my situation. I've got a strained groin. What alternative exercises can I do that are not going to hurt it? Almost immediately, he sent me back a a list of try this and this, and that worked. I've at one point had a strained groin, and then I hurt my upper trapezius muscle. So I was upper and lower body injuries at the same time. I emailed Ben. He says, well, walk. Okay, I'll walk. I saw uh, a post from Barry Tanner. and Yeah, talk about an injury, right? Yeah, I saw that yesterday. That was incredible, um, what he's been through. But he was walking at the time, and he was hoping that everybody would hit 20,000 steps a day. I was hitting 10. Okay, that gives me the, the push to do more. So I, for about three weeks, I did over 140,000 steps a week. and just pushed it more because I couldn't do the exercises. I couldn't do a double trouble for the life of me at that point. I couldn't do an apex because it just hurt getting up and down. And so I watched my nutrition. I tried to do my best with walking and just stayed on point with that and my water. And it worked. July I had COVID. I was down for three weeks. At the end of July, I'd lost another 10 pounds. So even with the interruptions, I stayed on point with walking and with my nutrition, and I still lost weight. And that was really important to me. Currently, I'm out of physical therapy for my trapezius. So now I'm kind of going back to the gym and trying to strengthen that and get my shoulder right because I couldn't even do a push-up. It would just hurt so much. I'm astounded by all the members who improve so dramatically and then they can do, you know, 100, 150 push-ups a day. My push-ups are still sometimes inclined push-ups because my shoulder's been hurting. So the amount of injuries I've had, I've just tried to overcome them. Do the best you can. Keep moving forward. Tomorrow's another day. And I can continue on this plan no matter what hits me. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I Nothing can stop me. I'm going to just keep going no matter what. It may be a little different from the plan, but I'm on it. <laughs> so that's, that's helped me a lot. Uh, just having that strong mindset and that determination that no matter what, 
I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And I want to echo that because I think that lesson you just shared is probably as best said on any of these episodes that we've ever done. It's a massively determined mindset, but it's a strong and flexible mindset. And what I'm hearing is that you have this box in your mind of exercise, and there are many ways to check that box. And despite changes in pressures of like what may happen, can't do push-ups, can't do double trouble because of the groin, you're still checking that box in whatever way that you can. And that keeps this positive momentum moving forward. And I think a lot of guys make the mistake of just having a very rigid mindset where it's, it must be this, it must be double trouble, it must be Apex. And if that can't be checked for whatever constraining reason, they do nothing. And, and that doesn't move you forward with positive momentum. And it's just so, so clear to me that you have this nailed either intuitively, consciously, whatever, but like this kind of streak mindset that you have where it's more about doing the thing and checking the box than what exactly you have done to check that box. I think that's a really important distinction that more guys could adopt that mindset. For me, it's all about if I can do anything today, exercise wise, then it's better if then I do nothing. If I you know, just tap out and say, okay, I can't do anything. I need to do something. And then I've done more than a lot of people. And so you know, last night, for instance, it was 7.30. I still had 6,000 steps to go. So I jogged down to the gym, worked on some hammer strength machines, ran a couple miles on the treadmill, and then jogged home. I got my 10,000 steps in, my 30 minutes, my five miles, and felt great. So just staying after it and knowing that tomorrow's another day. Yeah. Is it fair to say that you find this time, particularly maybe those evening times where everyone's turning in for the day, you've had dinner, and you know there's still a target that you want to hit, that when you're out there by yourself, it is dark outside and you're going, that you feel a massive amount of like kind of peace and joy and you feel alive, especially when you're by yourself doing, getting those steps. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I may be the only one uh, jogging down this to the gym at eight o'clock at night, but for me, it's like you said, it's checking that box off and making sure that I did something today, that I got some exercise in, that I watched my nutrition and that I'm continuing on this path and not letting it derail me no matter what happens. Yeah, and I can really relate to that because walking is probably my most important target that I want to do every single day. Obviously, I'm kind of into exercise, so I do some workouts too on occasion. But like, I sometimes have these evening walks and it could be nine o'clock and I'm the only person out there, maybe jogging on the side of the road or running. And I just find so much joy in that. It's something that's very connected outside, little primal in nature, moving, doing something good for myself. And that little bit of like, man, I'm doing something totally different that regular folk wouldn't necessarily be doing. And that just gives you a sense of like, I'm living my life so intentionally and that fills you up and it makes it more likely you want to continue. And that's really, I'm wondering if you experience something similar and it sounds like you do. Oh, absolutely. It just, there's a piece that when I'm walking or running, you know, I can just hear the rhythmic footsteps when I'm jogging. I get into that. Okay. There's, there's the rhythm I'm after. And you're in my ear all the time when I'm out walking and jogging. I'm listening to the Fit Father podcast. So I'm hearing all this inspiration and motivation in my ear while I'm doing it, which is tremendous. And I love it. It's what I'm going to keep doing. Mark, I'm going to lay this on you right now. Here's some more irony. There is someone right now where you're now in their ear and they're working out right now in this moment. So I'd love you to just soak that in for a second because that's actually what's happening now. And I want to recognize you for blessing people with this share, with your life and everything you've overcome with the same inspiration that you're getting in the ears. And I, for me, this is like the damn coolest thing. It's this cycle of receiving and giving and the goodness of this healthy life that we're all committed to. And I know guys are listening to this right now. And if you are, and you're listening to Mark, please like find a way to message him and be like, man, I listened to you in my last workout because you're doing this for other people right now. And I think that's just the coolest thing. I got a, uh, a message today from one of the Fit Father posts on the Brotherhood that said, you're, you're an inspiration to me. I'm following you. And 
and everything. And I just, that felt so good. I wrote him back and I said, if I can inspire one more person to become fit, to lose that weight and become better, then I'm a success because it's all a personal journey for us. We have to have that desire and determination to go do it for ourselves, not for anybody else. And if I can inspire somebody to go out and lose 10 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, that's just such a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of the word blessing, I'd like to kind of steer the back part of this conversation into a little bit of, of the inner, maybe even you could call it spiritual realm for you. You're before your 50th birthday, you want to lose 50 pounds and you intuitively felt like you should join a church. I don't know if you've continued that and I'd be interested to hear if you speak into that, but I do am really would like you to specifically share if there's been any component of this physical journey that has kind of been translated into your relationship to your understanding and relationship with God and, and whatever you do believe. Is there a part of that that's relevant to share here? Oh, absolutely. You know, I went to about six different churches to try to find a church that I was comfortable with uh, when I was between 49 and 50 years old. I settled on the Latter-day Saints Church. And so I am a Latter-day Saint at this point. I've been a Latter-day Saint for six years. Currently, I am the ward mission leader for the ward. And so I'm in charge of all the missionaries and helping them and feeding them and trying to find people that they can minister to. So it's been a wonderful experience. I love my calling at church. It's it's fantastic. Um, you know, with with my church, it's just another extension of my family. I have people who now see me at church and their jaws drop and they say, huh. Have, everybody says, have you lost weight? Because they haven't seen me for a, a few months. And yes, I can, then I get to tell them about the Fit Father Project. I always tell them, do you have a few minutes? Let me tell you. And we sit down and I tell them everything about it. <laughs> so I get to share that with everybody I meet, which is, which is great. Uh, but I love, I love the church and I love being a part of it. And spiritually, I just feel more connected to Heavenly Father and being able to have my body and treat it like a temple and really treating it like a temple and putting the good things into it and having it produce such great results. Um, I'm just so pleased with my journey. Yeah, I'm pleased with your journey too, obviously, and how integrated it has been for you, especially now that you do have this spiritual relationship where it all kind of comes together because that creates an even deeper connection to why I do these things, even far past like the physical health benefits. It like gives you this deep feeling of alignment and congruence at the deepest levels um, when all this stuff's firing. And, and it also became very apparent to me in the last little bit, especially with what you just shared, that you were in massive leadership roles in many areas of your life, in family, running your business, LDS, being warden. Like, has becoming healthier and more vital in, in this affected your ability to lead people? Maybe the presence, confidence, energy you've had? Like, and I'm specifically asking about the idea of leadership and if you found any change um, in yourself in that type of role. Well, it gives you the confidence to stand up in front of a group and be able to talk to them and be able to help them. And one thing that has changed dramatically is I'm at the point in my life that I have the ability to hear people's opinions of myself and not have that affect me. So a lot of people, when they hear some, some negativity, it may affect them somehow. I don't care what anybody thinks about me at this point. I'm here to help me and to improve myself and to become the best person I can ever be. And so I'm going to stay on that path. And a lot of people tend to fall into the traps that 
they care too much about what other people think. And that can really lead you off into sometimes a dark corner. But I can get up in front of anybody and now I get this story to tell. So I can I start meetings with, okay, I want to tell you about the word of wisdom and how I've lost all this weight. It's been it's been great. And I have the confidence to to do that or or lead at Jogathon and run 65 laps or whatever. <laughs> dressed up as anything. A few years ago, I dressed up as Captain Underpants. So that was a, that's still a memory that the kids have. <laughs> yeah, they probably, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. And the fact that you can do that with them is, is amazing. Now, I want to ask you in kind of in closing, if your family were here, or if your grandkids were here like with us on this podcast, what are some things that you believe they would say about you and your transformation or things that they have said to you as they've seen you be so consistent and overcome so much and transform so much? One of my best NSVs was I posted a while back a before and after. It was end of August, I say, I would say. And I posted a before and after in this one shirt. Same shirt, both pictures, so you could really tell. And it was a couple days later. I had a comment from my oldest granddaughter that she said, Grandpa, I am so proud of you for what you've done. Uh, I just can't be any happier. Great job. Incredible. Now, this is coming from a 14-year-old that if you get a great job out of her at any point in the day, it's fabulous. But for her to post that, that just almost brought me to tears. So that was that was fabulous. Um, my other grandkids have have joined in and you know they want to try to be a little fitter. My grandson will turn 13 this year. Uh in May of 2023, he turns 13. So when he turns 13, he can go to the gym with me. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be just absolutely the best to be able to bring him along and go to the gym and show him the apex and, and things. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, I'm excited for you for that moment. That's going to be yeah. so cool. So I, I'm in this for life and I'll be here. And it's just been a wonderful journey. And I have you to thank and your team to thank for, for it. So, Mark. I want to thank you too. This has been a conversation that has really inspired me deeply. You're an amazing man. And I appreciate you so much for being a part of our brotherhood and, and taking this fit father flag and like running with it and then really like embodying what it means to overcome adversity, to be there for your kids and your grandkids. I feel like we should probably title this episode, the fit grandfather project or something like that, because I mean, you're doing the thing like seriously. So I want to turn it over to you one more time. If there's anything else that's been left unsaid, anything you'd maybe like to say to the brotherhood or Kat, Ben, Craig, Amy, Jen, everyone in our team, maybe that that has maybe supported your journey. Just give you the floor one more time and I appreciate you again. Well, I appreciate the entire support team. Your your support team is top notch. It is one of the reasons that all these brothers have the opportunity to join and lose weight and stay on target because whenever there's an issue, I email the support team and Pat will come on or or Ben will come on and they'll help me one, with one thing. I had one week, I had trail mix in my house. I'm a lover of trail mix. So I had a little issue with trail mix and gained like three pounds. Uh, I emailed Kat and I said, okay, so the trail mix is out. I'm, we're back on target. We're going again. She emails back. We were laughing. She's like, I love trail mix too, so I understand. <laughs> so it's that being able to connect with people is what your entire team excels at. The brotherhood is my most favorite part of the entire group. I think it's really the secret sauce that keeps the entire uh, weight loss journey on target. I log in. I was not a Facebook fan 
In fact, I didn't join Facebook until the pandemic when my church said, we can't do anything, we can't meet, but we're going to do Facebook. So that's when I joined was in 2020. I'm on Facebook Brotherhood every day now. It's, it is the reason this group exists and works because it is the most positive Facebook group I've ever joined. You don't hear one bit of negativity. It's either a great job or it's a, let me give you a bit of advice to help you. And that's what makes this whole thing work. If I have an issue, I post. People come back and give me an option or a better way to do things or just a great job. Makes my day. So I I love the Facebook group and I'm in it all the time. Nice. Well, we'll end on that. And I'm so excited when this does get shared out to that exact Facebook group and that you get to have a whole like army of guys give you the at a go boy that you truly deserve for this incredible transformation for overcoming the challenges and really walking this walk. Mark, thank you again so much for coming on today and sharing your heart. I am filled up, ready to go into this weekend. Like I'm going to like try to get 20,000 steps or something in today. Like I'm fired up right now, Mark. So thanks again for being a fit father and coming on today. I am truly honored. Thank you, Dr. A. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.